0: You Ladies are and now gentlemen, welcome to the back Hot Take Hot Box. To the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt mcsweeney Uh it has been a while been doing the MMA episodes, but I know some of you out there has probably said miss me with that. I'm not I'm not listening to that nonsense. Uh I I you know, I don't want to watch that MMA bullshit and I'm not listening to your stupid MMA podcast. And I, I respect that. So, I, And I, I wouldn't blame you because I wouldn't listen to some shit that I don't care about either. But I am back. I know you all care about Philadelphia sports. That's We, we were born into this bullshit. And I care about it as well. I've been sitting on the sidelines. I just haven't had, uh, you know, like I always say, much to say. But I, I, owe, I owe it to myself and I owe it to you people to come out here and bring you hot takes from the fucking hot box every single week. And that's what I'm here to do. Okay. So I'm back, it has been a long time, the last time I was talking to you, uh, a lot of things I said would happen, a lot of things I said wouldn't happen, okay, I, for one, you could go back and listen to this podcast, I basically begged people to stop puffing their chest out about Ben Simmons, and wait for the playoffs to happen, okay, because he does the same fucking bullshit every year, gets to the playoffs, forgets how to play basketball, loses all aggressiveness, becomes scared, because of all the eyes are on him, whatever, we'll get into all of it, okay. We got the Eagles, we got the Phillies up and down, up and down, up and down. We got the Flyers trying to, uh, I guess, remodel their team, trading some big pillar pieces and bringing in some new guys. We also have, you know, a little bit of Eagles action coming up. The season should be starting soon, so that'll be at the forefront of all of our minds. They're getting blown out in preseason games. But the word out of camp on some guys is good. Uh, most guys, honestly, is good, and then the Dillards of the world and all of the normal busts have presented themselves. Let's start with the Eagles. Birds, uh, you know, had a, had a, a relatively good off season. I mean, the cap cap room was a situation we talked about. Wentz, uh, that's been put to bed. Basically, he gets hurt. Now he's back. Jalen Hurts has looked good in training camp. Uh, or in, in the in the little glimpses that we've got to see from him. I'm obviously not at training camp every day. People are saying he wasn't doing good in the beginning, but seems he's picked up momentum and picked up steam towards the uh, back end of training camp here. So that's a good sign. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been a topic of conversation, but there is not much you can do on that front. I mean, the man has... Dug himself quite a hole. He has about thirty, twenty-five to thirty women accusing him of uh, sexual misconduct, uh, and they all are telling a similar, a similar story of uh, being a massage therapist and having Deshaun Watson either come on to them or proposition them to do, uh, you know, uh, unpleasant things. Uh, and that that which has called. I mean, yeah, apparently the FBI is stepping in. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there has not been, there's not been much movement on that front. He, he's at training camp now and he's not basically not playing, not even real. I'm I'm not even sure if he's practiced. I mean, I know he's there, but like, is he actually taking snaps or what does it matter? So the, the, you know, talk of the Eagles getting him or him going anywhere has kind of been put on the back, back, back burner until, uh, the, the, a case is resolved involving 24 or 25, accus- however many accusers, it's too, you know, one is too many, it, times that by 24, 24 or 5, whatever, that's a lot, so, and, and, you know, all the, they they obviously have collected, we, the main reason I bring up the Deshaun Watson and all the quarterback stuff is because this is a thing that I talked about for a while on here, how, the Eagles were compiling all those draft picks in order to go out and go go get somebody. That that that's at least what I thought was the plan. You know, I, I, I it has not come to fruition yet, uh, which is probably not the worst thing. That there is honestly no real super rush to get a deal done or get anything done for that matter. We we can wait. We can see how good Jalen Hurts is. We can see what this offense looks like with this, you know, Sirianni, uh, new new led squad. Uh, Sirianni has, you know, been doing his thing. He's become kind of a joke a little bit with his, you know, his media stuff and all the, you know, just just the just how he is, his demeanor, and he's just a little bit of a quirky guy. But that that doesn't take away from it seem, seemingly his ability to coach up these guys, especially those wide receivers. Uh, it seems like he has gotten the most out of, you know, some some of those guys who, <clears throat> in the past, this team hasn't really gotten anything out of the wide receiver position. Uh, it seems like the only guy they were able to grow and make better. Uh, this might sound stupid just because it's just right off the top of the head. It's uh, Jesus, I just had it and that quickly. It went away. Greg Ward. Greg Ward, and he's still here. So, you know, you got Sirianni coaching up guys like Quez Watkins, saying that, you know, Jalen Rager, has, you know, has a couple of his highlights making TMZ with the one handed catch and everything. So this guy, you know, a lot of potential and promise that they've shown and that the you know, that that, that Sirianni has shown as a coach. Their their first team offense looked good in that first preseason game against the Steelers. I if you're gonna talk to me about how good this team's gonna be I, I know I'm kinda jumping around here, but that, you know, welcome to my brain. If you're going to ask me how, how good this team is going to be, or how many wins, now that there's, say, 17 games, I, I don't see them much above 5. I see them right around 500. If I had to give it like an official prediction, right or wrong, my feeling today is they are around a 500 team. They, they just, uh, I, I don't know what to expect from the defense, I don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to look like for 17 games. There's just a lot of unknowns. And I, I think if the offensive line stays healthy, the defensive line continue, continues to stay healthy, you get production from guys like Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I mean, you have a lot of guys on that defensive line still that can make an impact and, you know, guy breakout guys like Josh Sweat potentially and, Still have some holdovers over there, so I mean it's you know they're not they're not a barren wasteland there. They still have no linebackers. I mean they have Eric, Eric Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, and then Alex Singleton's of the world and things like that We're waiting on Davion Taylor, the the class uh, from the storied 2020 Eagles uh fucking draft class that include that includes uh, Jalen Hurts. My cat's making an appearance here, so I don't know if you can hear that on here, but. The birds. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what they look like in Atlanta. Uh, I'm excited to see what you know. Kyle Pitts looks like that night too, because it seems like tight ends destroy have destroyed us in the past. At least it feels like. I feel like there's a number on this for everything, but I'm not. You know, I love numbers, but kind of overrated. Just kidding. But. I'm just saying, like, it just seems like the Eagles have gotten torched by the tight end position in the past. And Kyle Pitts looks like, you know, he's already been knighted, basically, as a generational talent before he's even played an NFL game. So, I'm very curious to see what he looks like. And can he even come close to living up to the hype? Travis Etienne, uh, first or... Yeah, I think he was a first-round pick for the Jaguars. Out for the season with a Liz Frank uh, injury. Uh, that's That's a foot. That's a broken bone in your foot. So... Uh, That's tough for them, bro, and they have not looked good, those Jaguars, but I digress. I digress. We are the Hot Take Hot Box, a Philly sports podcast. Excited about the Birds. Everyone has said this, and uh, I'm not the first one to say it, so I'm not breaking any ground, but it is a big season just to figure out who you have in Jalen Hurts. Is he somebody you can build your franchise around? Is he somebody that can win a Super Bowl? Because I think that gets misconstrued with win you a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. You don't need a quarterback to necessarily win you a Super Bowl. But they do need to at least keep the ship afloat and steer it in the right fucking direction. You can't be throwing interceptions. You can't be giving the ball back. And you can't be not moving the ball at all. And it seems like Jalen Hurts has has all the tools and tangibles and all the, you know... The inner mental stuff seemingly figured out. We just need him to go out there and perform and play well. So that that's about that's about all I have on the birds. It, it, it's all about potential. Like like we talked about the Phillies before the season. You know, in that first week, you all before the season starts, everyone is oh no, everyone has a chance. As far and slim as it may be, you still believe you have a chance to. Maybe not win the Super Bowl, but make a run or have some fun this year, and you'll find out very quickly early on in the season if there's any chance of that happening. The Eagles, the good thing for the Eagles is the division is still bad. Uh, Dak is still not healthy. Uh, you yeah, got Fitzmagic in Washington, so Washington probably is still the best team right now. Just they have their their Vax problems and their inner their inner situation going on. The Giants are just a hot mess fighting each other guys are retiring on the spot so i'm not here to tell you that the eagles cannot win this division because they absolutely can but a lot of things are going to need to go their way and the one thing i didn't talk about was the running back situation i love that kenny gainwell pick and if you can use all those running backs back there that boston scott miles if you can use all of them like the way they were using their running backs in indianapolis we we could be a problem we definitely could especially if that offensive line stays out all the things i said before and that defensive line can hold up the secondary even looks better with steven nelson the addition of steven nelson is huge to nfl cornerbacks out there who can you know actually man or what you know can guard people can fucking play their position cuz it seems like in the past you know the not to disparage this man cuz i love him Cra- cravon leblanc and marcus Epps and the, those guys You know, guys who should be playing special teams who are out there playing cornerback in playoff games. You know, that that shouldn't be a thing. Avante Maddox in the slot, it looks like. They they could be tough. They could be tough. We'll see what Kayvon Wallace, big year for Kayvon Wallace. Big year for a lot of the, a lot of that 2020 draft class and just a lot of those guys that take the next step. Let's move on. What do you want? Phillies or Sixers? I I say let's go Sixers. We can get to the fills. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of bad to talk about here. There's not much the the promise that I was talking about before. It kind of uh, not that there's not promise, but it's it's way down that tunnel right now. Like it's hard to see that light with the Sixers. Like I said uh, before, the Ben Simmons and everything that that's gonna that's become the huge thing, and this situation has devolved. Quicker than any of us could have imagined. Let's recap real quick. The Sixers make to the playoffs, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Play the Wizards in the first round. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who's now in the Lakers, and Bradley Beale, they make quick work of those guys in five games. Ben, or uh, not Ben, Joel, the knee injury popped up towards the end there, and then they were thinking about sitting him out for the Hawks series and stuff. Remember that? Remember that was a thing. Or not even sitting them out. Like uh, let's rest them if we don't need them. There was that conversation at the beginning. Do we even need them to beat the Hawks? And uh, yes, we did. Uh, but we didn't even beat them. He plays all seven games. Sixers lose in seven games. I was at Game Seven at home. We lose one of three ninety-six in that game. But there were missteps along the way. Obviously, the, there was the Ben Simmons dunk. The him not even attempting field goals in the fourth quarter there was the the o for 7 or whatever it was in the fourth quarter for Joel in game 7 there was the 26 point lead blown So yeah Hawks Hawks rally from 26 points down stunned 76ers in game 5 to take a 3-2 lead team showed some resilience came back and won that game 6 in Atlanta and then they just got they just got beat man the, the hawks were a deeper deeper team that did not have better talent Trey young is I, I still don't think he's good uh, this is crazy it's crazy not i shouldn't say he's not good but he's not he's not at like the steph curry level whatever level they try to put him at to act like he is you know the fucking truth he had a couple good games but if you look at his stats in that game 7 which i was there okay let me let me just read this off to you let me tell you ask me tell me if 5 for 23 Five for twenty-three, two for eleven from three-point. Big game, ice tray. The gang. They still won the game, but uh, maybe that has something to do with Kevin Warder scoring twenty-seven. John Collins again had a huge series. He just did whatever he wanted to. So that recaps over the Sixers blow that Hawks want. You know the, they get into whatever situation they they got into. The Bucks win the championship, beating the Suns. In a year that the was easily not easily, but the best best case scenario for the Sixers, it was all set up for the Sixers to make that run that we've been setting up for this whole time. They come up short. They come up short again, like they have in the past. They have not gotten past the second round. It's the second time they've lost in Game Seven of the second round. They can't get past the second round. So what do you what do you do now? What's what's the next move? So, obviously, you know, they go to the press conference and uh, they start burying Ben. They've been defending him all season long, uh, cherish him and treasure him or whatever the fuck Doc was saying all year when we were basically telling him, yeah, man, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, why Why don't you watch him in the playoffs? Why don't you, uh, you know... God, hey... Uh, They act like saying criticizing this guy or saying anything negative about him is disparaging him as a whole or his like everything about him. We knew Ben Simmons' shortcomings. We knew his strengths. We we know them. We we you know we we accepted them. We we embraced him for what he was. We 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 did treasure him. We did cherish him at a certain point, Doc. But we've moved past that. We know. The, the thing that's holding us back and the reason that we ha- are not able to get to that next level. And it's because a player who's making a max, a max contract, a max salary, is not able to contribute in the half-court offense in the biggest games of the year. Year after year after year, it continually happens. He looks lost. He is your point guard. At the very least, like I have been clamoring all season long, all year long, multiple years now, take the man off the ball. He cannot be the sole proprietor of offense for the Sixers, the sole initiator of offense, I should say, because he does not create any offense or score. I mean, he assists, throws the ball to Steph Curry or guys in the corner or nice fancy bounce pass to a guy crashing down the paint or something like that. But he has no idea how to run the offense. Can't run a pick we can't really run a pick and roll with him because there's no threat of a shot coming over the top of it. So it, it it's he, he's he's handicapped them. He has handicapped them for far too long and it has killed them in the playoffs. His unwillingness to go break outside of his shell and do something that he's not comfortable with has killed this team. And he, he will continue he will not change. For as long, and many times as we can do this every year, he will not change. He doesn't want to change. He thinks everything is fine the way it is. It's not. That is, it is not okay. It is not okay to rest on your laurels. I'm an all-star. I'm a I'm a defensive player of the year candidate. I'm this. I'm that. It's obviously not good enough. If you're just in this to make money and, and you know win some accolades here and there, then yeah, you're doing great, man. But if you're in this game to win championships... For legacy, for people to remember who you actually were, and not just say, "Yeah, man, he was pretty good," then you you, you're just you're coming up short. You're not doing enough. He's killed them, man. He has killed them in that in that half court offense, which has led guys like uh, Joel Embiid to have to initiate and create offense for himself as a seven two center or seven foot, however fucking big he is. He has to create offense. He has to put the ball on the floor, either go by guys or shoot jumpers in people's faces or bang them down and just work, work, work on the offensive end and then run the length of the floor and just rim protect for everyone who, you know, the Seth Currys who can't stay in front of people and whatnot. It's an impossible task for him. I'm not absolving him of some guilt, but... It, his guilt is minuscule in comparison to Ben Simmons, or his his hands, or his, how dirty his hands are in comparison to Ben. Because this is Ben, this is all that, that the, what just happened in, in that game was all was all on Ben. I don't care what anyone says. Of course, guys, guys miss shots. Shit happens, man. But when you choose to not do something about it. At least those other guys are trying, man. They're shooting. You know, like Joel, he's turning the ball over and shit, but I mean, at least he's trying, man. He needs help. Ben's a great defender, but it has not outweighed his deficiencies on the offensive end. Ben strictly scores in the transit, pretty much transition. Or just like a, a a a random cut when he when he has his uh, his guy sl- he catches his guy sleeping. Uh, it just doesn't. He has not. Obviously, I'm saying shit that we've all said a million times. His game has not grown at all, not at all. So what do you like? What do you do with him, right? So that obviously they shit on him after the game, rightfully so. You know, Joel saying. Well, I think the game changed when we passed up a dunk for for some free throws, and we I believe we missed a free throw. Then we come down the other end, and Matisse fouls the, I think, Werder or somebody shooting the three, which was a horrific foul. Horrific. Not even a bad call. It was just bad by him. Just just a foul there for no reason. The shot was pretty much already up. It was over with. He fouls them. That's, that's pretty much it at the end of the game. They play the string out for a little bit. But the Sixers continually looked scared at the end of that game. No one wanted. No one really wanted to go and do anything. Not, not that they wanted. They just they couldn't. Ben Ben wanted nothing to do with the ball. He wants nothing to do with the the blame or any of the onus or the you know just the the pressure. He wants nothing to do with it. He wants to step away and just l- l- like if we win, we win. We lose, we lose. It is what it is. I still get paid. I, you know, I still bang the baddest bitches on the planet. I, I still get to do what I want. I still have fancy cars. I still hang out with the FaZe Clan. I still am the man. So what does it matter? That's the way that fucking guy thinks. Because that's the only way he could think. Because if anyone else did that, that would, that would be eating them alive. Passing that ball up at the end of that game like that. Your teammates just feeling like you let them down. You let your guys down. It would eat you alive. You would you would talk about it. You would be out there, you know. You'd give an interview. Yeah, man. You know, I'm gonna get that back this year. I've been crying. I'm gonna get that back this year. I'm hungry. I I I want to do something about it. Now, you obviously the argument against this would be, oh, you how do you know? You don't know. You're not in the guy's head. You're not his friend. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going off what I've seen for the last four or five years, and the guy in at LSU, and what the guy has shown me his whole life. Out on him. Stop giving the guy. Stop shooting him bail. Stop giving him fucking these these outs and these little things. He's one of the most gifted athletes on the fucking planet. No excuse for it. No excuse. And now he's mad at the Sixers. I'd have buried you too, dude. Doc was defending you all year long, and you left them guys out to dry, man. They tried. They tried to give you every single possible little little advantage and help with the media as they possibly could they all had your back it's on you to play well it's on you to back that up help them guys out help yourself out nothing he came up short again we came up short again now if i'm running the sixers now obviously the sixers are shopping ben i would be doing the same thing you have you have to get him out of here and you have to some, you know, obviously the it's easily Dame Lillard or a guy like Bradley Beal or Zach Levine. It doesn't seem like Zach Levine and Bradley Beal are going anywhere, and right now it doesn't seem like Damian Lillard is going anywhere until he makes it utterly, utterly apparent. So you want ideally you would probably have to, you know, not ideally, but you know, if you you want to keep Ben Simmons, you want to keep that alive. So he would have to come back to camp. Now he's claiming that he won't show up to camp or he won't participate in training camp or he won't play games when the season comes uh i know this is like a bad game to play and whatnot but i just don't think you have much of a choice you have to see if he's really going to do that or not you can I, i just don't think you can trade him for three first round picks and uh you know kevin porter jr or something like that or you know a vague example but you know what i'm saying you can't do that. You can't give away one of your biggest assets unless you're gonna flip all those picks and you've talked to, say, the Trailblazers and they're ready to do it if you give if you give us five first round however many first round picks it is that they want. The ultimate end goal is to get another point guard in here. And Maxi has looked good. I really would not like to I would like to keep Maxi. I don't want to give him up. I'm more uh, keen or willing to give up a Matisse thibel or someone as a sweetener in a deal, even though I guess if you are going to get Dame Lillard, him and Maxie would be probably doing a lot of the same thing and playing the same position. But I still just think Maxie can help you, whether that's off the bench or whatnot. He can; he's growing. You can just see it from this from summer summer league, from the end of the season, the summer league. That guy was playing in some of your biggest games of the season. You know, but you were having to play him over Ben. And he was like saving you in game six and things of that nature. You, you can count on him. You can trust him. You can't trust 2-5. That's for sure. So right now where the Sixers are is they're in a holding pattern. They're waiting waiting for somebody to bite the bait on Ben Simmons. They want him out of there. He wants out of there. And now it's going to be a game of chicken until the regular season starts in, in October, October 22nd, I believe. Or it might be a little bit earlier than that, but it is that week in October. And what well, we will see. We will. We will see. Sixers got a couple guys like Drummond and George Nang, George, Nying, George Nying from uh, Iowa State Classic, um, like sixty-year senior tournament legend. Shoots the ball pretty well, bigger dude. Sixers need all, all all the shooting they can possibly get. We'll see. Well, like I said, we will see. It's Right now, we are in a holding pattern. They got Drummond as well. I don't know if I already said that. But they did get Drummond to solidify that backup. Center position after Dwight Howard scurried back to Los Angeles. All of the vets are going to Los Angeles. As LeBron seems like he's trying to gear up for another one. I'm not too worried about anyone else, but uh, but what's going on here in Philadelphia with the Sixers. And we have our own, we have a lot of situations and a lot of shit to uh, figure out and go through and and figure out. And we will in due time, so here's to hoping that Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard is on the Sixers and Ben Simmons... Can flourish out in Portland or whatever. I know he's trying to get to Los Angeles or Golden State or something like that. Like I'm not, I'm not accepting Wiggins, whatever the fuck they're trying to send us, and and saw somebody's trying to give us like James Booknight or something. Like uh, whatever, dude, no, no, bro, I don't want that. I'm not trading. Ben Simmons can rot on my bench. I don't care, bro. It's it's about principle at that point. I'm not. I'm not trading him for like three. I'm just telling you, I'm not doing that. That doesn't do anything for our squad if we can't flip those picks, and we haven't had prior conversations with other people that they want, that like what I don't know what even could be coming become available on the horizon. You would just be playing a sick waiting game that you could possibly lose out on, and fuck over everything you've built and Joel Embiid's prime and whatnot. It's just that this is a, a, just a. Uh, like a breaking point for the Sixers like a huge just fork in the road. Which way will they go? Will they go left will they will they you know? Fall into the depths of trading everyone and going back to the process and we won't be good again until them I'm, I'm fucking full. I'm 26 right now. I'll be 40 by the time. They're good again, or you know, whatever, bro. It's just it 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 eats me up. It makes me worry. it, it gives me anxiety I just, you know, we 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 were so close. We've built such a nice thing, and now it seems like it's it's teetering, it's starting to shake a little bit. The the, the foundation's starting to shake. Here's the hoping they figure that out. So let's move on to the fills. The fills have, the fills have been going all season long, man. They've they 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 started out hot, then they went cold, then they went cold, then they went lukewarm, then they got hot. Then they got real hot. And then they got cold again. And then they got swept by the Diamondbacks. Didn't make any moves at the deadline. They got Kyle Gibson, which turns out it was an excellent move. Trading Spencer Howard out of here. Spencer Howard, you know, people in this city love to hold on to these prospects that never come to fruition. In the last, like, 10 years, we've had, like, what? Nola? Hoskins? Can you think of anyone else? You know? It's not It's not good. It's definitely not good that that we've grown and they've played for us too. I, I I don't see it. So the Phils don't really, like I said, make make many moves. They're counting on this core to carry them to the playoffs, pretty much, or they are just keeping with that same Andy McPhail mentality of if we do, we do; if we don't, we don't. Uh, you know, they've spent all this money. They're I believe they're fourth in payroll. If I heard her correctly on the radio the other day, I'm sure if I were the owner, I'd probably feel the same way. I'm not spending any more money. I'm not getting all these other guys and shelling out these contracts for a team that can't even win its own division or make a wild card or even come close. They just sputter and run out of gas when it matters the most. But, the, I mean, the pitching has, you know, teetered, just, you know, shook back and forth. Nola, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Wheeler has been probably the most consistent player on the team. Uh, has flirted with some Cy Young conversation in a couple, in a couple little sections of this season. It has been a massive roller coaster, and just uh, probably about a week ago, a little you know, two weeks ago for sure, the Phillies were leading the division. They were they had a two and a half game, you know. They were they were starting to spread that lead out a little bit, and then the Dodgers came to town and they they were able to win one of those games and it just got like it just went downhill after that, and now they're fighting for their for their fucking lives, man. We got the Rays tonight after they just won the series against the Padres. The Padres are are leaking gas as well. Padres are now a game out. The Reds and the Dodgers lead lead the uh, the wild card. The Dodgers are. Running away with it, they're trying to catch the Giants, who have 80 wins. Man, the gate, the fighting Caplers are are running baseball right now. Phils are five games out of the wild card, and they are four and a half games out of the division to the Atlanta Braves, who are nine and one in their last ten. So it's just it's just a game of streaks and a game of ebbs and flows. The Yankees are playing the Braves right now, so they got the the Yankees, the Giants, and the Dodgers all in in, in successive series. That, that, that you know, and and the Phils, in, the, in that same stretch, have the Rays, who are a pretty good baseball team, I would say. They got the Diamondbacks again, who might be their kryptonite slash Achilles' heel, and you know, and then we got the Nationals, the Marlins, winnable games, the Brewers. That's that's a little tie. those are some good teams right here, but. This is this is a huge series, dude. They have they got to beat the Rays, man. They got to win at least two two or three, or I hate to say it, but I would even settle for one of two. I mean, they are leading the East. They're up four games on the Yanks. The Yanks are the hottest team in baseball, though. So hopefully, they take care of the business against the Braves. We need the Braves to hit a down a downturn, a down spell. We well, we're going to need to probably win three or four, sweep the Diamondbacks when they come back to. I, I believe that is a home series. I I've re- I don't think we go back out west, so yeah, that would be a home series, and uh, let's just hope that the Phils can, uh, I, I'm probably turning away from the mic, so you probably, people are getting mad, I'm sorry, hopefully the Phils can turn this thing around, because it's not over yet, they're 63 and 61, they're not out of it, they're five games out in each race, Uh, five games is not that much, when you, when you, when you, you know, when you think about how many games are left and how, all the things we've seen before, the Phillies catching the Mets in the past, I mean, the Mets have completely just fallen off the face of the earth, which, personally, I love to say 61-63, and 63, two, two for the last eight, or two for two for the last ten, man, or two and eight in their last ten, as I should say, if I wasn't a moron. And they play the Giants tonight, so we just got to keep hoping that these good teams beat up on the Braves and the Mets and we have to take care of business ourselves otherwise we are going to be on the outside looking in we need Bryce Harper to hit we need Reese Hoskins to continue to produce he was producing before he got hurt he comes back and he's producing again we need those pitchers to do well we need Gibson we need Wheeler we need Noah we need Eflin to come back as soon as possible we the bullpen has been okay uh you know recently they've done their job for the most part. I mean they were very close to a sweep in San Diego with, you know, Aaron Nola was that close. People can say he was should should or shouldn't have taken him out. They can question it seems like baseball managers get the most questioning of their moves than of any other everyone's a baseball manager when you, when you go on Twitter. I want to put this guy, I want to warm this guy, whatever, dude. Just I, I, I don't like to do that. I, I'll tell you if I like a coach or I don't like a coach. Just the back and forth between the killing of every decision. You're not going to like every decision. There's a lot of shit you're not going to like and a lot of shit you're going to like. So I just, you know, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't a lot of situations. When they, when you talk about bringing guys in from the bullpen and leave this guy in, leave him out, all that stuff. I, I get that. That's part of the game and part of, part of the getting paid that much money to manage the baseball team is guys like me and all of us listening get to question what they do and what, how they do it and then they gotta answer questions after the game it's all part of the uh, all part of this chick and the, the the game man i get it i get it i get it but let's let's keep it moving folks uh phil phils are done uh you know sixers are done eagles are done we got the flyers they got a little bit of flyers action we you know Flyers went out and got themselves a defenseman uh, with a large last name, Rest- Resto in or something, some crazy foreign name that I'm all in on. Came from Buffalo. Apparently, uh, you know they're hoping that he grows into a position here uh, and with less time on the ice, that he gro- his efficiency gets better and he grows and becomes a just better player, which. To me, that trade, when I looked at it from, the from, you know, not a big hockey guy. Never pretend to be. But from the outside looking in, it, seemed like we got robbed in that deal. Uh, we also got rid of Voracek. We got Cam Atkinson back uh, in a one-for-one deal, which is a very rare thing that you see in professional sports. I like that trade. Uh, I think you needed to shake the core up. It's something that I, I hope the Phillies do in the offseason if things don't go well. Just shake the core up, man these guy you've given these guys multiple years multiple chances to do something and to make an impact or you know give give you a reason to keep them together and they 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 haven't done it you know it, it continues the, the they just year after year after year uh when's the last time they've won a playoff series the flyers 2012 you know 20 it, it feels like it's been a long time. They they have been one and done. They have been a not a, not a, a laughing stock in the league, but they have not been a factor in, in the Stanley Cup conversation in quite some time. So I don't see a reason why you keep guys that make $8 million a year on, on your squad when they're not helping you make that make your ultimate goal, which is to win a championship. So you got to shake it up. And Chuck Fletcher and the, and the Flyers are shaking it up a little bit. And we'll see what that means for the squad and what that means for their chances you know they're they're, they're standing within the league and they're and they're and their goal towards winning a Stanley Cup but I uh, I obviously I'm a fan I'm all in I'm always all in on a Stanley Cup run I love flyers hockey I love playoff hockey so uh, I will continue to follow from afar <clears throat> I will Keep, I'm like Squidward with the blind down watching all the watching Spongebob and Patrick run around out there. I just am sitting and observing and watching. And I hope the Flyers can turn it around. Folks, it has been a pleasure to be back. Uh, the Hot Take Hot Box is hopefully back in here to stay. I appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, I want to do some more things, man. I really... Like I say all the time, I love doing this, but I just, you know, it's just tough to. There's a lot of work banging all this stuff out, folks. And uh, I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate again all you people who listen, continue to listen to all the stuff we got the MMA podcast each week, uh, every Wednesday. Uh, it, it, that is the that is the plan. Every Wednesday will be released. All these episodes will probably be released right around the same time in the afternoon. So I hope you guys continue to listen. uh, Support. We'll be doing some Twitch streaming. We'll be doing some YouTube stuff. We'll be doing all sorts of stuff that we have planned. And I just love doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I hope you continue to support. My name is Matt McSweeney. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box.